Welcome to the Be Free Show, where you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Lurita Roshka, your host, and I hope you're having a wonderful day today. God is good all the time. All the time, God is yes, good. Yes, He is. And Don Ka- Kennedy's in the studio with me, and we are here to c- continue talking about an invitation to grace. Now, if you missed last week, don't worry about it. You're still going to all make sense. I'm going to do a short recap. And uh, But God spoke some great things to us last week, and uh, I am sure that His Holy Spirit will speak to us through the Word again today. So, But if you did miss last week's broadcast, all you have to do is go to our Facebook, and you will be able to watch that on Facebook on Lueda Roshki Ministries, and it will also be posted on our website a little bit later. All right? Y'all ready? Let's do this. Get your Bible, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. And last week we were talking about this letter that Paul wrote, the Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthians, the church at Corinth. And, but to you, we're just very quickly, I remind y'all that uh, we talked about last week the background or the environment that, um, the environment that the Corinthian church was in. And so they had uh, a lot of, idolatry, a lot of immorality uh, in that area. So 1 Corinthians is a pastoral letter, and it was written to resolve doctrinal issues, and it was an uh, apostolic application to all the churches of God. So it wasn't just written to that church. It's written to us all the way down this day and beyond us. So I'm going to read the background from my uh, New New Spirit-Filled Life Bible. It says, the letter reveals some of the typical Greek cultural problems of Paul's day, including the gross sexual immorality. So, number one, gross sexual immorality. Of the city of Corinth, the Greeks were known for their idolatry. Number two, divisive philosophies. Number three, a spirit of litigation. Number four, and rejection of a bodily resurrection. Number five, it's one of the most important commercial cities. Um, The city was infamous for its sensuality. Now think about this is the, this is the letter church. uh, God, Paul is sending and writing to the church at Corinth and the city they were in was known for its sensuality and sacred prostitution. If you can imagine that they considered it a holy sacred thing to have prostitution. Even its name became a notorious proverb to Corinthianize, which meant to practice prostitution. The city's chief deity was Aphrodite, or Venus, the goddess of licentious love. So there was their god, that was their idolatry. Uh, They were worshiping Venus. And a thousand, listen, a thousand professional prostitutes served in the temple. We're talking darkness, Mm -hmm. sin. We're talking perversion, immorality, idolatry, uh, licentiousness, immorality uh, to the highest level. Uh, even having a thousand professional prostitutes in just to, in to the say temple. in the temple in the or in the church. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the spirit of the city showed up in the church instead of the spirit of the church showing up in the city. What happened was it flipped and the spirit in the city was beginning to il- infiltrate into the believers, into the church and explains the kind of problems the people faced. So with that being the background, Paul had his uh, work cut out for him to address this to the church uh, because these people had been saved out of 
or in the midst of that environment, translated out of darkness into light, but yet they allowed that same spirit to enter into the church of the immorality and idolatry and the prostitution and all of that. And so today, if we are not careful as believers, if we're not watchful and on guard because the enemy is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, the spirit of the city that we're living in, the spirit of the age, the spirit coming through your TV, the spirit coming through your radio, the spirit coming through the news, the spirit coming through books and magazines and games can start to enter in and start and to alcohol and drugs. Yeah, alcohol and drugs. spirits attached to it. That's them. right. That's the reason they call it spirits. <laughs> <laughs> they, it, it can start to enter in and infiltrate even in the home of a believer, in a life of a believer. And so we have to present our bodies daily Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, sacred, set apart, holy and acceptable unto him. For this is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2, I believe. So from that point, okay, we're going to jump back in to where we were. Uh, we're going to start with verse 1, uh, like we did last week. Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God and Sosthenes, our brother. So he was called, he was invited, he was appointed. Uh, it's a proclamation of the gospel to obtain eternal salvation. He was called to that. Uh, you and I are called. You see, he was, Paul was called to be an apostle. You are called by God. You are invited to step into what God has for you and who God created you to be and you to that identity, that purpose mm -hmm. to step into it or not. You have that, that choice to agree with who God says you are, what God says uh, are your giftings and your abilities and your talents and your anointing and your skills and agree with the very reason why you're on this earth or not. And so Paul, he recognized, this is Paul writing the letter, and Paul is saying about himself. Now, this is bold. Mm -hmm. Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. I mean, he was right out front with, he was bold. I am called to be an apostle. We should be that so sure of our calling that we just were bold with it. Through the will of God. See, it was through the will of God. There is a will of God over your life. There is a purpose. There is a divine will, a divine anointing, a divine calling upon your life that is from God Almighty. I mean, how amazing is that? Mm -hmm. No matter what your background is, what you've done, what you haven't done, your education or lack thereof, your money or lack thereof. He's able to use me. He's able to. He has a purpose. Mm-hmm. He has a purpose for each of us. He finds value and worth in me. Amen. He in does. You. <laughs> yes. And in every one of us. Mm -hmm. And we just have to say yes to it. Mm -hmm. Agree with it. Okay. And begin to walk it out. So Paul is talking to the church at Corinthians. Through the will of he is called to be an apostle through the will of God. To the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified. Sanctified means called and uh, it means, excuse me, sanctified means purified. It means consecrated and it means set apart, uh, hallowed. Uh, it's to render or acknowledge. Okay. He was acknowledging that they were set apart. Mm -hmm. So you and I, no matter what our past says, we, if we are in Christ, if we've accepted him as Christ, we are sanctified. We are holy. We are set apart. We are appointed uh, for righteousness sake. We are righteous no matter 
what our past has been. And you know, it, as we talked about last week, when we are saved, we are made holy. We are immediately made righteous. We're positioned with Christ. We're seated with Christ in heavenly places far above all principalities and powers and uh, might and dominion and every name that is named. We're seated with him. And then as we begin to allow the word of God to renew our minds and, and we allow the word and the character of God to shape us, then we begin to walk it out better and better and better. Uh, when it, we begin to exhibit that holiness and that sanctification, uh, the more you learn what God says mm -hmm. is sin and what isn't sin, mm -hmm. what's holy and what's profane, right? But you are made righteous. You are made sanctified and, and when you are accept Christ, but then you walk out that sanctification on this earth and we should be walking it out. Mm -hmm. We should be growing in that because of our connection with God and the word and allowing agreeing the word with the process, agreeing with the process Don. Mm -hmm. So to the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ, Jesus called to be saints. Now let's talk about that for a minute. Uh, the word called means invited invited you are called and invited to be a saint there's an invitation mm -hmm. and we talked last week what if you receive this beautiful royal glowing uh brilliant uh 3d uh magnificent and written in gold uh scroll with an invitation from heaven it's a heaven it comes to your door it may be delivered by, by an angel, by, by divine <laughs> messenger, and it's written on there. You are invited. invited to be a saint. You are invited to be a part of the family of God, the chosen of God. You are invited to be an apostle, a prophet, a teacher, an evangelist, whatever it may be, a pastor. You are invited. It means called. Uh, it means appointed. You are appointed unto this. You know, uh, many are called, you know, we, we, but those that are chosen, are the ones that say yes, mm -hmm. <laughs> is when we say yes to it. So it, it means invited by God in the proclamation of the gospel to obtain eternal salvation in the kingdom of God through Christ. So Paul is writing this to the, to the Corinthians who are called to be saints, invited with all who in every place, not just at the church at Corinth, but at every place Call on the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, both theirs and ours. So it goes all the way down. It extends all the way down to you and me. Mm -hmm. That invitation is still going on. Glory mm -hmm. to God. Praise. There is still an invitation to go going on, calling, drawing you right now. Even where you're at right now, you say, well, you know, I'm already a Christian. I already know the Lord. Well, I decree to you, there's an invitation to you for more. It says right. there's more. There's more to me. There's more to you. More to me that you've not experienced, more to me that you've not understood or walked in, and there's more to you that you have not yet discovered because of who I created you to be. And so there's an invitation for more. Now in verse 3, this is where we ended up last week, Don, because as I said last week, we went at breakneck speeds and did mm -hmm. two whole verses. <laughs> but, you know, the Word of God is just too good to just pass over, to just run through it because it's a life. Grace to you and peace from God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I want to talk to you about that for just a moment. Oh, you know what? I skipped one word up in the, the verse two it says who are called to be saints. Saints means sacred, pure, morally blameless. You're called to be morally blameless, not in your own strength, not in your own power, but by the power of the Holy Spirit and his grace. Uh, you are ceremonially consecrated. You are holy. You are a saint. You are called to that. You are called to sainthood. <laughs> mm -hmm. you, you have been deemed a saint. 
You've been, it's not just Mother Teresa. If you are, you, you've got to be covered in the blood of Jesus. You have to accept Christ as Savior. And when you do, you are automatically a saint. Mm-hmm. Isn't that awesome? That's who you're it's called to be. Easy. It's that easy. You repent, you, you confess your sins, you repent, you invite him in, and mm-hmm. boom. And boom. It's done. He says, okay, yes. here I am. Right, here I am. Accepted, <laughs> heard, invitation. You accepted your invitation, and I, you I take you presence. in. Yeah, now you have my presence. And <laughs> so it's so awesome, that quick to be uh, translated out of the darkness into the kingdom of light and to be a part of the family of God, to be a part of that sainthood. Mm-hmm. Woohoo! Thank hallelujah. You, Thank you, Jesus. So verse 3, grace to you. Grace. Now we're going to talk about that word for a minute because we're talking about uh, an invitation of grace. And it's the word charis in Greek. And it means graciousness, graciousness to you. He's saying, uh, don't you love it when someone extends you grace? Yes. <laughs> I need grace all the time, mm. every day, all day. I need grace. I was just listening to a song this morning. that says grace happens. It said, when I think I've used up my first and my second chance, grace happens. Oh, hallelujah. Isn't that a good word? That grace is a happens. good word. Grace happens. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Grace is a way of life. Mm-mm-mm. Well, so it, it's that grace is graciousness. And you know what? I was thinking about this actually when I was praying yesterday and never quite thought of it this way, that uh, God not only gives you grace in your life for wherever you need it, forgiveness, grace, mercy, but he also gives you grace so that you can Give grace. You get grace so you can give grace. So mm-hmm. even if someone is trying you, even, even if someone is, is really giving on you a hard time nerve. on your last nerve, <laughs> uh, you know, trying your patience, or they're just being outright mean or ugly, God gives grace for grace. Mm-hmm. Grace so that you can show that grace. Praise God. Uh, grace also means, the word charis, it means the divine influence upon the heart. So there's a divine influence Upon our hearts by God. It's a divine influence of grace. Uh, It also means an influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life. It's one thing to have the grace. It's another thing to reflect it. Mm -hmm. But you know what? We can reflect the grace of God because his grace is so liberal. And and if you think about, I mean, I can just sit and think about my life and and things that happened to me as a child and um, the situations I had to overcome and and, and my own problems I created for myself, you know, much less things that happened to me. And I think about how God's grace brought me through, Mm -hmm. how God's grace kept me from staying the victim. Mm -hmm. He he kept me from staying in that mindset of a victim and rejection uh, and depression. Uh, he, he, he gave me grace to move forward. Grace, I believe, uh, is a divine influence upon the heart. And it's a reflection in the life of you moving forward mm-hmm. out of your sin. It's, it's not a sloppy grace that says, well, God will forgive me so I can go ahead and Keep do A, B, C, D, or E. I can go ahead and, and sin. It's, it's not a sloppy grace. It's true grace. It's grace that forgives you, but it's a grace that keeps you from. It's a it vehicle. breaks the power it's a of. It keeps you moving forward. Yeah, it keeps you moving forward and it breaks the cycle mm-hmm. of sin. Mm-hmm. It's a grace to not sin. It's mm-hmm. a grace to forgive your sin, but it's a grace to not continuing in the sin. That's a good word right there. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you don't have to depend on your own willpower. Well, I'm never going to do it again. I've made up my mind. I'm, I am never going to go out and get drunk. I'm never going to do it again. That's it. That's the last bottle of whiskey I buy. And next thing you know, a few days down the road, there you are. 
No, it's a leaning into his presence. It's a leaning into his grace that totally severs that sin from you and gives you the grace to move past failures, move past pain, move past the the assignments and the strategies of the enemy. And so uh, grace means graciousness, influence upon the heart, and its reflection in the life, including gratitude. It means the gratitude for God, acceptable, being acceptable. It means benefits. It Mm -hmm. means favor. There's benefits benefits of heaven. Yeah, the benefits of heaven. Gift. It means joy, Mm -hmm. liberality, pleasure. Joy, liberality, and pleasure. Think about that. Did you know that God wants you to experience that? And it's found in him, in his presence is joy forevermore. At his right hand are pleasures. Joy. He is joy himself. Joy himself personified is on the inside of him. Uh-huh. Pleasure. And the word says that we're seated at the right hand of the Father, meaning we're his pleasure too. Right. <laughs> we're, Amen. We're the pleasure of God. Amen. Mm-hmm. We, that we could bring him pleasure is mm-hmm. amazing to me. So the, grace means that which affords joy. That which affords pleasure and delight and sweetness and charm and loveliness and grace of speech. I think we all need to sign up for that. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It means goodwill, loving kindness, favor. Now understand this is a, this chapter is talking about, we're talking about an invitation to this. Mm-hmm. So you can say yes to this, no matter if you've been snarly and grumpy and whatever it is, you know, or just, just downcast, <laughs> you can say yes to that uh, graciousness and that loving kindness, not only in you, for you, but through you. Somebody needs to hear that today because mm-hmm. it keeps coming back to me. It means uh, of the merciful kindness by which God, exerting his only holy influence upon souls, turns them to Christ, keeps, strengthens, increases them in Christian faith. Anybody needs to be, is there anybody out there that needs to be kept strong? Uh, and be increased in your faith. Amen. Amen. There's always more every day. Uh, It's the spiritual condition of one, get this, of one governed by the power of divine grace. Now think about that. You You can be governed... In other words, you walking in that. It's, it's, it's a divine governing, regulating force in your life. Uh, it's, it, it's that governing of the actions, governing of the thoughts, governing of the emotions, governing of the words, governing of the attitudes. That divine governing. This is what grace is now. This is your invitation. This is what you can say yes to and enter into. Uh, it is, a no, it is a knowledge, affection, and kindles us to exercise, to exercise of the Christian virtues what is due to grace. So in other words, basically everything you need. Everything you need to walk on this earth, to live in this earth, and to not allow the spirit of this world, of this age, to overtake you, but rather you are governed by the spirit of grace. It's the uh, the token of proof of grace. I mean, there's, it's a proof, okay? There, there, as we walk in this grace, it, there's a proof of it. Uh, it is benefit. God is benefiting you. A gift of grace, benefit, bounty, bountiful grace, thanks, uh, recompense and reward. You know, God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Uh, what 
what others don't see and others may not reward in your life, God does. Mm -hmm. God sees, God knows. He's not uh, unjust to overlook your labor of love. Mm -hmm. it's, It's written down. He knows, he knows, he knows. And so today we are stepping into that charis grace, that C-H-A-R-I-S, that's the Greek word, charis, grace. It's that we have an invitation today. Whatever area you need an extra measure of grace today, God has extended it. Whatever demand that you can put on grace today that your life needs, that your life is, is in need of, that the demand is met today in this invitation to the grace to the grace for whatever you need, whatever mm-hmm. you need to quit, whatever you need to do, whatever you need not do, relationships, finances, health, whatever it may be, there's grace for you to move forward, grace for you to experience the reward, the treasure, the pleasure, and the joy of God and that holy influence of God. Somebody today is getting an extra measure of grace to have a life governed by grace. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Verse 3, grace to you and peace. That is uh, the word, uh, I believe it's pronounced Irene. Uh, It's not necessarily the word shalom, but Irene. It's a state of uh, tranquility. Exemption from the rage and havoc of war. Listen, if you've ever had a havoc and a war in your marriage or with a a teenager. Yes, Lord. I received (laughs) that. Oh, Jesus. It's exemption from it. Exemption from the rage and havoc of war. That's what you're invited to. That's what you're invited to today. Come on, say yes to it. It's peace between individuals. Harmony, concord. It's security, which some of this overlaps into what part of the meaning of shalom as well, such as security. So he's saying security to you, a state of tranquility to you. Uh, Exemption from the rage and havoc of war is what he's saying. Peace in between individuals and harmony, safety. Mm Mm-hmm. Safety in your mind, safety in your body, safety in your state or your property, safety in your body. It means prosperity. You know, Third uh, John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Uh, peace and harmony uh, that make and keep things safe and prosperous. You're invited to the peace and harmony that make and keep things safe and prosperous. Uh, of Christianity, it means the tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. Mm. And so fearing nothing from God and content with its earthly lot of whatsoever sort that is. So maybe you're in a point right now or so you wish some things were really different in your life. Paul said, I, I have learned both how to abound and, and to be obeyed and to mm-hmm. be, be at peace. In whatsoever state I am, I've learned how to abound or be obeyed and to keep my peace. So you've got to keep your peace, that understanding that it's in God that you are safe and secure. And he, he is a God that can turn and flip circumstances like that. But in that in-between time, it's a time for you to be growing in Christ. It's a time for you to uh, get, be more molded to the image and the character and nature of God. And you learn more about him, about his word and his presence. And so that's what you're being invited to. So verse, I'm going to read those first three verses in just the way the Amplified says it before we go on. Paul, summoned by the will and purpose of God to be an apostle, special messenger of Christ Jesus and our brother Sosthenes, to the church, the assembly of God, which is in Corinth, to those consecrated and purified and made holy, in Christ Jesus, 
who are selected and called to be saints, God's people, together with all those who in any place call upon and give honor to the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours, grace, favor, and spiritual blessing be to you and heart peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Father, right now, I extend that. I release that to yes, our we viewers yes, uh, on, on Facebook, to those listening yes, by Facebook, radio, mm-hmm. or uh, podcast. I release all of that that we've just spoken, that we've just discussed. I release it to those that are listening and yes, watching. Lord. Father, that it be made manifest, that they walk it out, that they, that they understand it, and it's made alive in them. I release the spirit of grace to change you, the spirit of grace to move you forward, the spirit of grace to extend grace to others. I release that safety and tranquility and peace and security, the joy, the pleasure, the benefits, the reward of grace to you. I declare to you that there has been an invitation, divine calling, a divine summoning of you to your place in Christ, to your place in Grace, I declare to you that there is a divine calling forth into the man or the woman, the boy or the girl, the young person that God has created and called you to be. No matter what the circumstances or conditions are in your life, there is a message. There is a going forth of the summoning of the will and the purpose of God for your life specifically for you, who you are. It's being extended to you right now. And all you have to do is say yes to it. If you've never accepted the Lord as your Savior, you just have to say, Father, come into my heart. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I confess my sins to you. I'm a sinner. Wash me in the blood. Change me. I'm yours. Be in control of my life. Govern my life. I turn my back on the old ways. I turn to you, Jesus. And I am now your child and you're my father in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Or if you've said, you know, I've just been kind of drifting and I've known the Lord, but I've just kind of been doing my own thing Just say, Father, I return to you. I come running. I come running to you right now. I come running to your grace. I come running to your peace. Mm -hmm. I come running to that invitation. I come running to that purpose and destiny that you have for me. I say yes, unreservedly, without limits, without conditions. I say Say yes to you, Lord. Mm-hmm. I'm yours. Have your way. Bring forth your purposes and your plan in my life. I get into agreement with it, and I'm going to walk it out by grace. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Now, folks, if you, uh, we are winding down to the first part of our program. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in just a moment. But I invite you to go to our website at luada.org, L-O-U-A-D-A.org. Listen, there is a bunch of free podcasts and and, uh, videos of my TV program on uh, Impact, the Be Free show that airs five times a week. There's a lot of things out there that you can receive free that will bless and minister to you. And that's what we want to do. Call our prayer line, 866-241-0579, 866-241-0579. We would love to have our prayer ministers pray with you and believe with you. Don't go away. We will be right back back. 